It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's great to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant focusing on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Some of you may remember our interview from last year with Tom Schwab of Goodbye Crutches. When I asked him for his number one traffic generation tip, he answered being a podcast guest, which of course was music to my ears. Um, and it f- I figured that many of you would like to know a bit more about that. So today I'm not going to be interviewing a retailer. I'm going to be interviewing a podcasting expert. We've got Colin Gray here, the podcast host, and I'm a frequent listener to Colin's podcast. And if it wasn't for his session at New Media Europe last year, you wouldn't be getting your bonus series like the one we've just finished last month. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. Hi, Colin. It's great to have you here. Hey, happy to be here. Um, Would you like to start off by telling our listeners a little bit more about your podcasting expertise? Yeah, sure. Well, what do you want to know? There's a lot there, so (laughs) (laughs) where it all started? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit about where it all started and and what you're currently up to would be great. Cool, yeah. Uh, My background long time ago is in um, education, actually. So I I was a learning technologist, which is a a fancy way of saying that I taught lecturers how to teach online. So how to use, say, blogs or um, basically just virtual learning environments to help their students to to learn more effectively. So um, one of the fancy technologies of the day back in uh, 2006, 2007, which was becoming fashionable, for teaching purposes was podcasting. So actually I was tasked to find out about this fancy world of podcasting um, and teach it to the lecturers at the university I was working at at the time. So actually I was kind of, I found my way into it slightly accidentally and I was told to do it. <laughs> so I was glad that somebody did though, because I discovered it was uh, obviously good fun, found a real passion for it and found a load of podcasts that I really enjoyed listening to as well. So I went along uh, for a few years just teaching podcasting at the university and eventually moved out of education and went a long meandering path whereby I started up the podcast host website, really just writing about my experience of podcasting almost as a hobby at the start. Uh, And that's now really graduated into a business just through work that I took on along the years and just actually enjoying it so much that I just decided that's what I want to do for a living. So nowadays, uh, the podcast host is uh, a proper business. We've got employees, we've got offices, all that kind of stuff. We sell courses to teach people how to podcast and we have services which help people podcast as in we mentor or we actually produce shows entirely for people. So yeah, that takes us up to just now and uh, yeah, really enjoying what we're up to right now. It's really exciting times. Excellent. I know I know several of our listeners are very much new to podcasting, you know. I, I get a lot of people saying, God, Chloe, your, your podcast the first one I've listened to. I really? didn't Good know stuff. this existed. <laughs> so I know a lot of them were going, what, he's been doing it for years. This has been around for years. <laughs> um, and then I'll be going, wow, okay. That changes people's mindset a little bit. I know yeah. when, when I started off last year, um, somebody said to me, what, you're going to start podcasting? That's That's over. That's been and gone. It's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm not sure you're right. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> no, I think not it's quite yet. still just getting going. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing because it's been around for so long now. It's been around for 10 years, started about 2005, 2006, and, uh, or even earlier actually in some of its basic forms. But it just, it's never quite caught on to the mainstream really. It's had, it's had ups and downs, resurgences over the years. But recently actually, the last couple of years has made a big difference through a few different advances in technology. The fact that it's now a default on iOS. So just everybody that's got an iPhone has got a podcasting app on there. Um, and also just a few shows that did really well recently. Like you can't have a podcasting conversation without mentioning Serial, for example. So Serial, oh, no. uh, now over 100 million downloads apparently. So yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of people listen to it now, so it's good. And, it, and it's definitely, but it seems to be being thought of more as a business opportunity these days yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, it's coming into the minds of businesses as a marketing method alongside, you know, blogging, video, social media, all that. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely growing well at the moment. So I know one of your your recent series has been um, around monetizing podcasts. I think you had an ep- episode within that about um, certainly affiliate income and selling products. Yeah, sure. Which kind of relates a little bit to what we're going to be talking about today, because um, what I wanted to talk about today was kind of two key areas for everyone listening. One of which is um, how you could run your own podcast mm-hmm. um, in order to to um, to 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 increase your customers and their, them coming through to your website and everything else, and start that conversation with them and find customers. And the other side being using other people's podcasts as a way to get the right people to your website. So. Um, Colin, which one of those do you reckon would be best to tackle first? Well, I, I mean, I, I would always encourage somebody to try it. Well, both are good. Both are good. So let's let's have a look at the starting them first. Like yeah, start cool. your own show because I, I want to get more podcasts out there in the world. So that's a good one to, to go with. Definitely. <laughs> so um, so are, are you seeing many retailers already out there? Are there some people that people can, that our my audience can look at to see how people are putting podcasts out there? Do you know what? It's not something that's actually going on that much at the moment. Retailers seem to be a little bit behind in terms of starting podcasts. The bit, by far the biggest area for podcasting, I think, at the moment really is consultants or educators. It's people that are, they have something, they have knowledge to share and therefore it kind of, I suppose it lends itself more readily towards the podcasting medium because I suppose at its basic form is you're just speaking, you're teaching, you're telling people about something. So coaching, for example, that's kind of the, the classic for, for podcasting. People who run a business um, around coaching, then they'll start up a podcast because they can talk about what they coach. But when you sell products, it's a bit of a harder stretch, isn't it? I mean, when you... Um, when you've got sort of basic stuff like I know ASOS, for example, are a good example of a retailer that jumped into this. So how do you, I suppose, the the natural thing is you you would talk about the products that you sell, but I mean that's not really what people want to hear. Yeah. They don't want to hear about what you sell. They want to just learn more about stuff trends around it, I guess. And yeah, that's it's, what, it's not like it's TV shopping, is it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're exactly, on QVC yeah. going, here's my show, here's my products. It's yeah. got to be more around the the bigger picture of the something which appeals to the people who like your product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a sideways step, isn't it? You've got to think about what appeals to the people that are your target audience. So ASOS, I guess, their target audience is people who like clothes, <laughs> people who wear clothes, <laughs> people who like fashion. So maybe fashion would be a natural thing for that. Do you know what? I actually haven't looked at the ASOS uh, podcast in a long time. I'm not sure what they're talking about just now, whether it is fashion or not. But have it, you have you spotted it? At it all? certainly used to be kind of interesting women and what they're up to, with a pretty sizable bent towards uh, designers and people who are whose new technology is going out on the ASOS platform. I yep, certainly sure. thought it was a little bit muddled 
early on. Okay, yeah. Um, so they maybe didn't really know quite what their their purpose was or their target audience is, I guess. Yeah, and I guess maybe just testing it out. But it's it is yeah. the they are the only retailer I know of who's running one. I have to yeah, say. yeah, me too. Yeah, so that's that's the only one that I know of, and I think it's a big gap. I think there's a lot of retailers, like we say, they automatically think they need to talk about their products, which would be boring, which is true. So just think about something related, something that would be interesting to your audience. And one that always comes up actually is, uh, say, a camping retailer. So somebody that sells camping kit. And I mean, you, you wouldn't want to just talk about, well, <laughs> actually, there's maybe an example of when you would want to talk about products. Because <laughs> somebody who's into camping, who's into walking, they would want to know about the latest tent that's come out and get a review of it, that kind of stuff. So you could actually directly review products for some retailers. But alternatively, you could talk about the best camping spots in the UK or, or uh, you know, talk to walkers, like do a walking podcast and that actually automatically relates to camping kits. So there's all sorts of just a little sideways step and you'll find someone to talk about related to your audience, really. I suppose a, a good rule of thumb would be if you can think of lots of things to blog about that relate to your product, then you can probably think of lots of things to podcast about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is it, yeah, if there's a blog topic, you can talk about it too. And in fact, it's a good way to tie them together to get value out of what you're doing is to do both. So you've got a blog topic and then you talk about the same thing on your podcast or you do it the other way around. Um, and you can end up with the blog post being just the show notes for your podcast. So actually you're putting the effort into both. You're getting traffic from them both as in the, the blog search traffic as well as the podcast search traffic. So yeah, they work really well together. And of course, you know, if you take it to that level, you can then, um, chuck a background and some images on it and turn it into a YouTube video. Indeed, yes. <laughs> Repurposing all over the place. I'm sure I mentioned that at uh, New Media Europe as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, re- repurpose and repurpose and repurpose. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, okay, well let's, let's um, actually, before we move on to using other people's podcasts, have you got maybe a top three tips for anyone who's considering starting a podcast before they hit the record button? Yeah, there's there's a few things to start off with. The, fir- the first one I would say is that a lot of people get put off starting a podcast they th- because they think it's complicated. Uh, and there are some bits that are a little bit mystical, but they're easily demystified, I suppose. Like getting stuff onto iTunes, that's the bit oh, people always struggle with. They always think, so how do I upload things to iTunes? How do I get listed there? And actually, as simple as anything, it's just literally one button on the iTunes store, submit your web address for your podcast, and that's about it. So there's lots of resources out there that help you with a lot of the ten- what supposedly technical stuff makes it really easy basically and even making it even simpler is the equipment so a lot of people worry about the recording equipment the microphones their digital recorders headphones the software all that kind of stuff and what i always tell people is that the best thing to do is just keep things as simple as humanly possible at the start so just go out there and get yourself a really simple usb microphone plugs directly into your computer and you can record no worries at all it'll take you no time at all to get something down there you don't have to worry about recorders and mixers and all that kind of thing uh, and you get really good quality mic- usb mics these days too for not that much money uh, for example there's a, a good headset mic that i always recommend to people called the uh, the sennheiser pc8 it's only about 30 quid or there's uh, the usb USB mic called uh, Samsung Q2U, which is what I'm speaking on right now, actually, uh, which is only about £40 as well. And both of them are perfectly good and make it really simple to record. 
So that basically lets you record something on a regular basis. You get better and better. You improve your presentation and your content uh, content design skills. And that's what really matters. It's it's how you present things and how you design the content that actually makes for an engaging podcast as opposed to worrying about how good your audio quality is in your microphone. Uh, I have to say, I was definitely guilty of the second of those. I got I got so confused by the tech and this the software, the hardware and all the rest of it. And all the time I had enough kit to be able to do voiceover videos. Yet for some reason I thought in my own head I had to buy a totally new setup to do yeah. audio. It's yeah. like it's easily done. Everyone does yeah. it. <laughs> it's uh, I, gosh, that was that was definitely the biggest hurdle to going live was being stupid about my technology when there's so <laughs> much good advice out there to do it simply. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we are now live. So. Yeah. So let's talk then a little bit about um, using other people's podcasts, which is probably the quickest and easiest route in. So, so you're talking about sponsorship, really, and advertising and partnerships. Is that right? I guess I'm talking about sponsorship and advertising as well as just being a guest, because yeah, yeah. running a guest podcast, I know, and talking to other people who do it, an interview podcast, that is, getting guests is the most time consuming thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a, it's a funny thing the sort of when people try and find out how to become guests on podcasts because the problem is that there's a big schism, isn't there? There's there's a lot of podcasts out there that are growing, that are doing well, but they don't maybe don't quite have the audience yet, and therefore people aren't approaching the presenters to become guests necessarily. Therefore, yeah. they are having to go out, like you say, they're having to spend a lot of time sourcing people, contacting them, trying to organise it. And then you've got the next level above, who are the podcasts that are doing really well? They have like, you know, tens of thousands of listeners and they're inundated with guests. So they're the ones you want to get on. They're the ones you've heard of, but you're not going to get on at this point. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is ridiculous. Isn't it? The ones yeah. the ones who really want people, no one, wants, no one realises yes. they want to be on there. And the ones exactly. who've got who everybody wants to be on have like three month waiting lists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what I would say is just pop on iTunes, do a search for your topic or anything related even. Just try and think laterally again, just a load of search terms around the type of stuff that you do, what your knowledge is and try and find the podcast. But look below that first line or two. I mean, by all means, approach them. Don't sort of rule it out. I mean, even the sort of top podcasters are still really sort of looking for guests and they'll they'll respond to a good pitch as well. If you can tell them, if you can get in touch and say, this is what I talk about, this is my unique take on things, this is the benefit I could offer to your listeners, then there's a good chance you could get on um, because they'll be often approached by people that just get in touch and say, hey, I want to get on your podcast uh, and don't really give much else. But if you can give an intelligent pitch that says what benefit you're going to give to them, then you've got a much better chance. So do it. And ev- yeah. sorry, sorry to him, and everybody wants fresh content as well. Yeah, you don't exactly. necessarily want the guest who's been on all the other top podcasts, someone who yeah. no one else has heard the story of. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to yeah, be great. I mean, yeah, if they can discover someone unique that's doing something great that hasn't really got about yet, then that's excellent stuff. Yeah, unique content for the win. So, um, But I mean, beyond that, so do approach them by all means. But beyond that, look look a couple of lines down in iTunes and actually look for some of the shows that are, that are doing well. A couple of indicators could be just that they've reached, say, episode 15 to 20. So there's a there's a a cliche that no podcast gets beyond seven episodes it's supposedly the average i'm not sure how true that is these days but the average podcast on itunes is seven episodes so if you get past seven episodes then you're you know you're a really long podcast essentially but i would say if you're if you see a podcast that's hit episode 20 then you've got someone that's in it probably for the long haul by that point they're 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 sort of 
get an experience. They've they've um, been around the block. So get in touch with them. Uh, and they've probably also got a bit of an audience, which is what you're looking for too, isn't it? You want to reach that audience. So start to get in touch with them. And the same applies though. You need to pitch them. You need to give them something around the benefits, what you can offer. Um, but I think you've got a very good chance if you find those people that are a little bit down the listing, it's a really good chance of getting on there. No worries at all. And I think one of the other things to, that I would say people should look for is people who their podcast name might not necessarily relate to their subject matter, but sure. they do episodes that relate to it. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's all about your subject, then probably there's been tons of people on about your subject already. So you're competing with all these other experts. But if you find something, uh, well, for example, this is a good example, your e-commerce show. So you're, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, you've said you've had one other person talking about podcasting, um, but there's not many people talking about podcasting. So uh, this is a great chance for me to stand out. Um, whereas if I went on a podcasting show that talks to podcasters every single week, I'm just one of dozens of podcasters. So yeah, if you can find a show that isn't quite related, but is, you'd still be relevant in some way, you can still offer something to their audience, then you've got a really good chance to stand out and get some, uh, some traction yourself. Cool. And, um, I guess the other bit about being on other people's podcast is understand is it's not as scary as you think, you know, you'll probably get the questions in advance, you know, you don't need a lot of tech, either of the microphones that uh, Colin's already mentioned, and we'll put links to those in the show notes, um, will work. And, you know, literally, you just get to come on the phone and have a chat with somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's just a conversation most of the time. It's really, <laughs> yeah. really easy. Like, yeah, totally. Like you say as well, you, you often get questions ahead of time. You can, you can always ask for questions, um, even if the person doesn't send you them. So, But to be honest, I, I often get sent questions. For example, you sent me questions. I'll give it behind the curtain here. You sent me the questions beforehand. I did glance at them, but I didn't really prepare anything because I prefer just to... I don't know. I, I have prepared extensively in the past for podcasts and then listened back and they always just sound a bit rehearsed. Um, yeah, I, you don't, I don't think it's engaging, as engaging, I should say. I find the same thing. It's like if they've got specific questions that you know need really clear answers like yeah. the book top tip, I yeah. will have a think about what the book should be. But the other bits... I I I get I get bored if I've written it out for myself beforehand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like it to be a bit more off the cuff. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's just like, yeah, I do e-commerce. Yeah, I've written some books. <laughs> you know, it's like indeed. Nobody wants wants me sounding that dumb. Yeah. You've always got your same old stories as well. Like that's the, the sort of uh, that's why I kind of asked if there was anything specific at the start because you've always got the standard story. I always talk about the fact I started education and teaching lectures and blah blah blah. So I I try and change it a little bit every time. But yeah, you, you'll find if you get in a lot of podcasts, it becomes becomes more natural to you. You get these little stories that people often ask, and you can kind of you can bring out and you can make. You can hone over time and make them better and more funny and more entertaining. So, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably a good idea to start off with the small ones. Yeah, and yeah. until you're feeling comfortable, you, you don't want your number one most podcast you would ever want to be on to be the first <laughs> podcast you do necessarily. Yes, because yeah. you're not going to be back on there for at least twelve months. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you could screw <laughs> up that opportunity. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to move us into the top tips round in a moment, Colin. Is there anything, any other core nugget of, of podcasting advice that if I don't ask you now, you'll be hanging up and going, I can't believe you didn't give me the opportunity to tell them that? <laughs> uh, well, there's, I suppose there's the main thing, I suppose, beyond the equipment that we talked about earlier was, is the fact that most of the people that I work with that 
are actually, well, either aren't gaining traction or haven't been successful or, you know, just they aren't doing as well as they want to. It's really because they haven't spent a decent amount of time doing a bit of planning. And it's something that I go through in any workshop that I do around podcasting or any clients that we work with here at the Podcast Host. We always go through this process of, uh, it's, it sounds cheesy, but it's the, the PAPA acronym. So it's finding your PAPA, <laughs> which is your purpose to start with. So actually figuring out what it is that you want the podcast to achieve. And this can change over time. So you treat it as a project. You treat your first, we talk, we've talked about seasons. Uh, you treat your first season as a project, which has a particular purpose. So if your first season is really just to uh, gain 100 downloads so 100 listeners per episode then that's your engagement your purpose is to get that and the purpose of that really is then to get people onto your website it's just brand awareness really or your purpose could be to actually sell some products or your purpose could be to get people onto your email list for example so you need to have that purpose in the early days of what this project's supposed to achieve then you've got your audience so you're thinking about who it is you're reaching that's your niche you know you, you sketch out your personas all that kind of stuff so you know exactly who you're talking to and that's what makes your content engaging when you know that person you're talking to then on top of that you've got promotion so that's the next P thinking about how you're going to promote it in the early days have a real strategy for what you're going to do to get those 100 listeners those 1000 listeners in the first 10 episodes and then finally you've got your approach so that's the last one is around your format um, your time scales your schedule your uh, whether you're going to do interviews or solo and all that kind of stuff if you can just sit and sketch them out just spend an hour doing that at the start um, then it makes a huge difference. Uh, and a lot of people I talk to have, you know, they've thought about these things on and off, but they've never actually sketched out. They've never actually put a proper plan around it, written it down and then stuck to that for 10 episodes to see how it goes and then evolve from there. So it's really worthwhile spending a bit of time on that, even though it can be, be perceived as a little bit dull in the early days. Well, I'm very glad I asked that question because that, that was brilliant <laughs> advice. <laughs> So in which case, let's move on from um, podcasting into the world of the top tips round, which is the section I love because it gives me and all my listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So let's start off with the book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend, Colin? It changes every week. <laughs> so you, you warned me ahead of time in this. And I'm like, I always get asked to recommend books. I, 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 I've got so many that I love. Right now, I'll give you the one I'm reading right now because I'm really enjoying it, which is Steal the Show by Michael Port. Uh, and it's because I, well, okay, so the book is about public speaking, essentially. So how to become a more engaging public speaker. But it's actually much more deep than that. It's actually just about performing and presenting in any context. So it applies to anything from doing a job interview to to pitching your company to investors to to actually just talking to your team and uh, getting them motivated and inspired so i think that i think that for me presenting and getting out to events and talking in front of people is a big thing in terms of growing my business but it's also teaching me a whole lot around how to present a better podcast how to talk on a podcast how to talk in an interview even how to you know how to craft a little story that actually engages people as an an, an answer to an interview question so that's I, I really like the way that Michael Port's written it around performance as opposed to you know just the technicalities of creating a presentation so I'm really enjoying that Oh, excellent. Um, so the traffic top tip next then, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? 
So I'm assuming I'm not allowed to just say podcasting here, is that right? Um, I think I think it might be good to possibly mention something else. <laughs> something else, yes. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, presuming podcasting is the number one. The number two is uh, no. For I mean, I actually get a huge amount of traffic. Our site gets the most traffic through articles. It's through writing, and it's because I've written regularly on questions that people have asked me over the years. I, every time somebody sends me an email that asks a question about podcasting, I either write a reasonably extensive answer to them right then and copy it into a blog post and publish it or I'll log it for a future blog post. And that's something that is really, that's built the basis for the business I run now, besides the podcasts as well, obviously they're a core part of it, but the, it wouldn't exist without the writing as well. So, so I think, yeah, regular content, regular writing, answering people's questions and getting that out as much as you can. And putting that on your website. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, this tool top tip next. There may be a collaboration tool, social media plugin, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be probably anything new that people haven't heard of here, but I, our team, we use three or four different things all in a really tight um, system, I suppose, that makes us work really well together, I think. And it's it's Trello for collaboration. So that's how we manage all of our team tasks. It's allthings.io for the real core task management stuff. So that's actually logging every, each and every time task to be done. It's Slack for communication. And I know everybody's loving Slack just now, but I, it's just great for organizing your communications and saving my inbox, my email inbox from overload. Uh, and then we've got Evernote for actually logging everything. So I use the four of them all together every single day. Uh, they're always open on my desktop and we're, we're working in them all the time. So they, <laughs> it's just all these tools out there that are mostly free. I mean, I don't even pay for Trello. I don't even play, pay for Slack. These free things that just make my business run along with the rest of the team. It's amazing. Excellent. I know there's at least one of those we haven't had before. So uh, okay, that's some, some new new news for people. Um, and then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? I think the thing with, well, the thing that I struggled with in the early days or didn't struggle with, didn't realise in the early days is just how important it is actually to go out and meet people. E-commerce, I think, uh, online marketing, digital business in general suffers from all of us thinking that you can do it just online, you can do it just with email, with Skype, with whatever. But I, so much of what I've achieved, so much of the sales that I get, so much of the, the network that I have is because I got out to meetings. I got out to network meetings. I went to events like New Media Europe where I met you. Um, all, so much of what I do now stems from personal in-person contact. And I didn't realize that in the early days and I think I I handicapped myself a lot by not doing that by assuming that I could just run my business on email um, so I would encourage anyone who's starting a startup just now don't get sequestered away in your room just get out there and meet people as much as humanly possible and I, I have to say e-commerce people tend to be the worst ever <laughs> for leaving their desks really because the, the orders are coming in the product's got to yeah. go out so I can't possibly leave. I've got to be here. And yes. um, it's, it's amazing. There are many who they just never, they never leave. And there's so many yeah. great conferences out there. But Yeah. It's an easy trap to fall into because you, like you, like you say, they're seeing the sales come in, they're getting questions coming in all the time. And it, 
to them behind their desk doing that, it's like that's the world. That's all these people are there and and willing and online. But there's just there's a whole different level of communication, different level of connection that you get in person. That not even just sales. I think it's more the partnerships that I've got that have enabled promotion and sales in future. Really, that's the big thing. Well, this for example, that came, this probably came from from at least partly from the New Media Europe definitely event. Um, so Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 40. And I'll make sure there's links to those uh, those choice microphones as well. I have one final top tips question for you, which is, if your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? <laughs> I Well, I, I've actually, <laughs> I've, I've had many projects over the years. I've ran at least three or four different e-commerce things. So I can, ah. I can tell you, I have at one time or other in my life sold lawn care equipment, fertilizer, lawnmowers, that type of stuff. Oh, wow. I have sold craft beer online uh, and uh, I've sold software as well. <laughs> so uh, I've done a few. Uh, what I would probably, if I was to if I was to start a new one, uh, one of my big things is uh, mountain biking. So that's how I kind of lost steam outside of work. So uh, I'd love to have access to as much mountain biking kit as I could get my hands on. So if I had an e-commerce store selling mountain biking kit, then you know I could get it all. But I bet you anything, that's a tip that you give everyone. Do not start an e-commerce store so that you can get the equipment yourself. <laughs> it's not the first first way to do it but it's definitely it's definitely a nice bonus is all the samples yes um, <laughs> always a nice bonus all right well um, well Colin before we say goodbye would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media yeah sure uh, you can find me at uh, thepodcasthost.com where you can find everything we do there uh, and twitter is probably the one I'm most com- most prolific well most use uh, which is the podcast host um, and if you want if you want to get a quick little course on doing podcasting on starting your own podcast I've got an email course that you can sign up to if you fancy and you can find that at colinpresents.com Excellent. I'll make sure there's links to all of that in the show notes and everything else we've talked about, of course, which is at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 40, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Colin, thank you so much for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being so generous sharing your experience with us. No problem at all. It's been a pleasure. What a fantastic set of advice there from Colin. Everything you need to get starting with podcasting and some clear information on, on uh, you know, what to be ta- out there talking about. We will be um, making a transcript of this podcast. So, in fact, we won't be. We we have already made a transcript of this podcast by the time you're listening to this. So, if you head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 440, then you will be able to get a download of everything we've talked about today and you'll also be able to access the links to the key items we've been we've been chatting about those microphones and colin's top tips thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com